Welcome back to the Snack Walls Podcast. I'm Mike Roberts, your host, and we're here to talk about increasing and maintaining diversity in tech beyond the perks. While companies think they can lure people in with unlimited PTO and dogs in the office, we're here to talk about how you keep them. I'm going to throw it over to our special guest today. In a few sentences, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Yeah. Thanks for having me, Mike. Um, My name is Daniel Guzman. I work for Oakland Unified School District. And in my role, I am the program manager for Latino Student Achievement. What that means is that I manage district-wide programming K through 12 so that Latino families have more equitable access to be successful in their education and once they graduate. Um, So I do a lot of workshops, um, work with families, teach classes, uh, a lot of leadership classes, ethnic studies classes, and um, we host an annual honor roll for Latino students and families in which we invite over a thousand students and I'm the one that has been spearheading that for the last two years. Man, putting in work. I love it. I love it. That's a great mission. So tell me, what is the biggest challenge you think that's faced by companies that are looking to hire diverse talent? So once you get them educated, like what do you think are some of the challenges that they face? I think some of the challenges would be retaining uh, the talent. Um, So not only seeking out the partnerships in like schools, whether it's HBCUs or um, other universities, but actually keeping the talent there. Um, I think it's not only a a hard industry to keep talent because everybody's jumping from one company to the next, but uh, I I mean, I I, I think that's how tech is operating these days. Um, And there's so many like changes going on. So I think keep retaining talent, finding talent and, growing talent should be what the focus is right now. Um, Right now in my position, I'm seeing so many families that don't even have access to basic technology. They don't have computers at home. They don't have Wi-Fi. Fortunately, Jack Dorsey donated a whole bunch of money to help bridge the digital divide, but it starts, you know, in elementary school. And, uh, you know, I've been reflecting a lot on my experience and why I got into the position that I'm in. And my mom was a teacher in Mexico. Uh, she just retired this year. She's been teaching in the U.S. for 19 years, but there wasn't a lot of choices for me. I didn't know what career path to choose. And my mom was a teacher, so it only felt natural for me to pursue that. And I think within the last 20 years, so many new jobs and positions have been created that I'm not even aware of because it's not in my social circle. And so there just needs to be more education as to what kind of jobs have been created within the last 20 years due to the gig economy. Yeah. And again, I have a very similar background. I was raised by two school teachers. So both mom and dad. And so it led me to like, there was only one path for me. It was like, you're going to go to college. This wasn't just like, if it was like, like, why aren't you doing what you need to do? Cause you need to go to college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was a little bit of like rebellious and not on the same path in terms of like, hey, I was a little little extra privileged and not had the I didn't have to work as hard. Um, but it was very similar in that I didn't have a lot of role models that I could look at that that looked like me that were doing software engineering. So for a long time, I didn't even think that the hobby that I had was an actual like a real career path, mm-hmm. right? Because I didn't see anybody that looked like me that that was doing it. So from 
the perspective of like, I talked to a lot of thought leaders and they basically say that like finding diverse talent is a challenge. What are your thoughts on that? So I would ask where they're looking at. And I, I think not only finding it, but helping cultivate it. So be solution oriented. Um, I've worked at some um, nonprofit agencies that are all about getting first generation, low income minority youth into the tech jobs. So they've been doing the work for over 15, 20 years. So, you know, developing meaningful relationships with them to ask what can we do or what are we not doing um, to help get these youth to be able to come work with us or for us after they graduate should be the question. So I think just asking those questions, what can I do better? Where have I not looked? Who have I not reached out to? Who has been an industry leader in cultivating the talent? Um, what are hiring practices? So reevaluating everything. And uh, it starts with self, you know, being critical of um, your leadership style and what your values are and making sure that you're living out those values so that everyone that works for you is promoting equity and inclusion. That's dope. Because the, the, the piece that really resonates with me is the idea of like being more proactive and not whining about it and saying like the story, I can't find anybody. It's like, okay, create an opportunity, like figure it out. Like, yeah. like you have agency, right? right? You can do something about it, right? So I get it. I like that. <laughs> I mean, something I admire about a lot of, you know, tech leaders is that they're, they, a lot of times they are solution oriented. They are able to mass scale things and leverage technology to make more money, right? But how can we do that in a, in a way that's ethical and conscious and with the times, with everything going on right now, we need more radical leadership. And um, especially from a lot of the leaders that are profiting right now with everything going on. I don't know if I call it radical though. I mean, I think equity is like, it's kind of, you know, foundational. I don't like, mm -hmm. I would agree that it's like different from the norm, but like, I don't know if I want to say radical. I think it's just mm -hmm. like, it's time, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people are recognizing like, it's time. Like yeah. we need to start making some changes. So what other experts like yourself do you think uh, you'd like to maybe acknowledge and should be, you know, maybe they're a leader. They should be invited to be on a podcast like this. Uh, definitely some students that I've worked with in the past, I would say, okay. Uh, Jennifer Donis. So she is now working at USC. She was one of my students. Uh, I would nominate uh, Ann Sawiris. She is a, an immigrant and she graduated from Stanford and now she's working at one of these organizations that helps promote equity and inclusion and um, runs a summer program at UC Berkeley right now. Uh, those two people I would definitely nominate and get awesome. not only a student perspective, but someone that's leading that change right now. Awesome. All right. I want to see if we make that happen. Um, so this is the part for you to do any kind of like shameless plugs and promotions. Where can we <laughs> find out more information about like the district or maybe some passion projects you're working on? So give your plugs. Yeah. So uh, I have a LinkedIn. Um, I don't know what the, uh, I'll send it to you so you can. All right. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so right now I'm, I'm really trying to develop and build this program out and uh, it's never been done before. So I'm really um, leaning on a lot of folks in the community to see what okay. we can do to help get access, help get laptops, um, donate money to a lot of families that, you know, don't have money to pay rent right now. 
And so um, we're looking for a lot of guest speakers coming up. Um, okay. We're going to do probably some TED Talks, um, but a Latino version. And so uh, we're going to have Latino heritage um, celebrations for our students and families. And I'm looking at this as an opportunity to really scale our program and reach more students and families. Uh, previously, last year, I was at three schools, but now with everything going on, I'm really hoping we can grow the program and build more consciousness, um, not just for our Latino students, but for our API students, for our African-American families and students. And so I, I think, you know, we can't just operate within our own context. We need to know our other people's history, other people's experience. Um, it's, it's 2020, y'all. We got to wake up. So, yep. That's, so what's the name, what's the name of the, uh, the, the organization again? So I work for the Office of Equity within Oakland Unified School District, and my program is Latino Student Achievement. So uh, Latino we have a website, student okay. Latino Student Achievement, yeah. Within What's the website? Um, OUSD.org. You can find more. Um, type in Latino Student Achievement, OUSD.org, and you can look us up and find more information. My contact info is in there as well. Um, if you want to reach out to me for collaboration purposes, my Work email is daniel.guzman, G-U-Z-M-A-N, at O-U-S-D.org. Awesome. So we have about two minutes and 15 seconds at this point. So um, we can either end early, you can share something else about like what you're working on, what might be interesting, yeah, yeah. or you can ask me a question. So we got a little bit of time if you want to you know, chop it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I find it interesting right now that, you know, with – all the protests going on. I saw some industry leaders come out and put out statements. Um, uh, most, I think, didn't. And so I think what's really in right now is like this social branding and sustainability branding. And I, I re recently got a part-time job this summer as a driver. I'm not going to say the org's name, but I, I didn't see anything um, on their part when it comes to Black Lives Matter. And what I do is I transport food and I drop it off to the affluent um, neighbors in the hills of, right. of, of Oakland. And so I work in the flatlands with, you know, some of the poorest students and families, but um, it, it's sad that, you know, I wake up at four, uh, four o'clock in the morning and I see nothing but black and brown people dropping off this food. And I know the CEO's making, you know, the company's valued like at 5 million, but um you know, that's just a part-time job for me. Some, some people are dependent on that. And yeah, I would, I would really like to see more, um, not, not just social branding, but producing, um, transparency, you know, how are you working towards equity and inclusion? You, you make it look nice on, on the website, but what are you doing for the people? And it's you know? hard to hold the feet to the fire, right? So mm -hmm. to speak. Um, and I think sometimes, the easier thing for them to do rather than putting in the work and actually, you know, like coming out and like being involved in the community, right. Coming out to the flats. Yeah. It's like, let's just scratch a check and send it to like, you know, United right. or college fund. I always pick on them. I don't know why, but yeah, I'm like, yeah. like, and that, not that there's anything wrong with supporting that organization, but it's like, people don't recognize that like half of that money goes to like just organization and not as much of it makes it like into the community versus mm -hmm. if you just like take a stake, go out in the community and find people like you that are the leading initiatives and running programs and figure out how do you directly make an impact and fund it and make sure you can see with your own two eyes, what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like my, my grandmother used to, uh, my grandmother, on my mother's side, she used to 
see these TV commercials and she'd be sending her money. And like when she passed away, we found all these kids that she had adopted. And we're like, mom and dad adopted all these kids. And it was just like, because she like wanted that personal connection. She wanted the ability to know like, this is where her dollar was going. It was going to support this individual, but it feels like we've lost that. Mm-hmm. Right. We've, we've gotten to the sense of like, Oh, like here's some money. Like you guys handle that. Like, I don't want to get my hands dirty kind of deal. And right. it's just like, that's not even any like fun, you know, like mm-hmm. I want to go out there and like, you know, build the house of its habitat of humanity right. or like help someone teach them how to read, like, you know, get, get your hands dirty. So okay. where are your thoughts on that? You think it's just like, they don't want to be bothered or do you feel like they don't get like, do they really not get it? Like what, what is that thing that's like that you think is missing right now? I think connection. I think um, we've become so impersonal. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with social media. And, um, you know, people, people don't want to pick up the phone and call someone anymore. And that's, that's really sad that we've got into that state because relationships are a beautiful thing. You know, relationships are what keeps us going and they're what give us hope. And so, uh, I used to work at an organization in the South side of Chicago and we used to have, uh, like circles, like restorative justice circles for mostly African-American, um, students and kids in the community. What I did like about that is that organization had been doing it for so long that you would have some leaders come out. However, don't just come out when something bad happens. You know, you should be showing your face up, um, you know, once every two months. On the regular, yeah. On the regular, right? So not just for PR, you know, come out and show your face and learn, learn from the people and listen to them. Uh, There needs to be more listening going on. And, you know, I think we become so polarized that, you know, both the left and the right, that we can't even have a discussion anymore. And I'd like to agree to disagree or disagree to agree. And, um, but be at the table, right? Yeah, at least we yeah, have a conversation. Exactly. Right? So exactly. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, Daniel. Um, uh, and again, thank you so much for what you're doing the work there. Uh, super important. So glad to have you out there doing the work basically. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you reaching out. The San Diego Code School is a proud sponsor of the Snackwalls podcast. The San Diego Code School is leading companies to tech equity. The tech-enabled apprenticeship program is a venture whose heart is to do a lot of social good and do good work. You can help San Diego Code School secure funding for change by hiring developers, bringing a team in to relieve your backlog, or becoming a program sponsor. You can visit us on the web for more information at http colon forward slash forward slash sdcs.io. 